Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, I'll give you step-by-step action plans to reach your health goals, as well as my favorite recipes I know you and your family will enjoy. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Nourish, Eat, Repeat. So I just recorded this whole entire podcast, and for whatever reason, the sound did not pick up. I'm not sure what I did wrong, so this is take two. But it's okay, because we're talking about one of my favorite topics today, and that is how to get more fiber into your diet. If you've ever worked with me or have listened to this podcast in the past, you know that my absolute favorite topic to talk about is poop. I don't know how you can be a dietitian and not love to talk about poop. I love talking about it with my clients, and I think I freak them out a little bit. You know, especially when I ask them, what does their poop look like? And they look at me like, are you kidding me? We're having this conversation? I'm like, yes, we are. What does your poop look like? And some people will be like, they're horrified. They're like, I don't know. I don't look. To which I equally have horrified eyes. What do you mean you don't look? Your poop tells a story. It tells, it tells us how your nutrition's going. It tells us if you're hydrated. It tells us if you're eating enough fiber. It tells us if you're eating a food that doesn't love you back. So I think poop is actually really important and something that we should all be looking at every day. Listen, you and I both know there is nothing better than having a complete evacuation when it comes to going to the bathroom. You just feel lighter. You feel better. Your day is better. There is nothing worse than feeling constipated, feeling bloated, just feeling yucky. And I'm going to let you in on a little secret today. The answer is fiber. So if my favorite topic is poop, then you better believe I get super excited to talk about fiber. And I know some of my clients struggle a lot to to get enough fiber into their diet. So we're going to do a deep dive today. We're going to talk what it is, where to find it, how to get more. Can you take a supplement? We're going all in all fiber all day. So hang on tight because I'm going to get pretty excited. And hopefully by the end of this episode, episode, you're going to be pretty excited too. All right, so let's first start and talk about what is fiber. So fiber is a carbohydrate. Carbohydrates can be broken into two different categories, simple carbohydrates and complex. Simple carbohydrates are more of your sugars. Complex carbohydrates are fiber. And there is a time and place for both of these types of carbohydrates to be in your diet. I am not saying that one is good and one is bad. One does offer you more nutritional value and more health protective benefits than the other, but both can be in your diet. Now, I do have a little bit of a disclaimer to put out there, and that is if you are trying to eat more fiber, that means you're going to eat more carbohydrates. And I know the diet industry has done a phenomenal job at villainizing carbohydrates, but you cannot increase your fiber without also increasing your carbs because fiber is carbs. And that is okay. 
It's a good thing. It is a healthy thing. It is good for your body. And let's explain why. All right. So why is fiber important? Number one, it keeps you regular. We already talked about feeling good with complete evacuations, right? Nobody wants to feel backed up. Doesn't feel good. Fiber can also help lower cholesterol. It helps lower your blood pressure. It regulates your blood sugar. It helps you feel full, so it can help with weight management. A high-fiber diet is associated with a risk of lower disease incidence, such as diverticulitis and colon cancer. And fiber feeds your healthy gut bacteria. When you have a healthy gut, you have a healthy body. Your gut is lined with trillions upon trillions of healthy bacteria bacteria that keep your body safe and healthy. It keeps bad bacteria from coming in. It keeps food from going out. You want to have that good, strong defense system lining your entire GI tract. And that GI tract needs to stay healthy. It needs to be fed and it feeds on fiber. So when you eat a high fiber diet, a diversified fiber diet, not just the same type of fiber day in and day out, you keep all of those gut bacteria nice and happy, which in turn makes you healthy. It boosts your immune system. It gives you more energy. It helps with sleep. It helps with mood. I mean, my goodness, the benefits are endless when you're eating enough fiber in your diet. So there's two different types of fiber. There's soluble fiber and insoluble fiber. One of these types of fibers slows things down. It slows down motility, meaning how fast the food moves through your gut. This would be soluble fiber. Think soluble slows, SS. Soluble fiber is really helpful in managing blood sugars as well as lowering cholesterol. Examples of soluble fiber are going to be things like carrots, beans, oats, flaxseed, barley, oranges, and apples. So if you're struggling with food moving too quickly through your GI tract, so more on the loose stool side of things, soluble fiber can help you with that. Then there's insoluble fiber. Insoluble fiber speeds things up, keeps things moving, which is helpful for lowering your risk of colon cancer and diverticulitis. You do not want food just sitting in your gut for long periods of time. Especially you think about the large intestine. The goal of the large intestine is to reabsorb water so that food can leave your body in a solid state. But if food is just sitting there in your gut, not only are you reabsorbing water, but you're reabsorbing some of those toxic substances that your body was trying to remove through your stool and you reabsorb those. That's why you don't feel great when you're constipated. You just feel blah and lethargic and just have this general malaise about you. When you eat more insoluble fiber, it speeds things up and that's helpful for keeping you from being constipated, keeping you regular. Examples of insoluble fiber are nuts and seeds, dark leafy greens, wheat bran, brown rice. All right, so one slows down, one speeds up. And interestingly enough, most foods are a combination of the two. 
They want that food to move through your GI tract at just the right pace that you can have a healthy stool. Now the recommendations for fiber are different depending on your gender. So females should be about 25 grams of fiber a day where males should be closer to 40 grams a day. There is no recommendation for soluble versus insoluble fiber unless you have a GI condition that puts you in one direction or the other and you're trying to correct it. All right, so when you're looking at a nutrition label, you wanna look at dietary fiber Some labels will call out soluble versus insoluble, but for the most part, most will just say dietary fiber, and you are going to look at that number and add up your fiber for the day and see if you're close to the goal. Now, where can you find fiber? So I gave you some examples of soluble and insoluble, but if you noticed, all fiber, regardless of soluble versus insoluble, come from plants only. Fiber is what gives the plant its structure, its rigidity. It's what allows the plant to stand upright in the ground. So think whole grains, fruits, vegetables, beans, nuts, seeds, soy. Those are going to be your best sources of fiber. Animal products do not have fiber in them naturally. Now you may be thinking, wait a second, I thought my yogurt had three grams of fiber in it. It may, but that means the manufacturer synthetically added fiber to the product to make it more nutritionally sound. Which is not necessarily a bad thing if you struggle with getting fiber in your diet and you like eating yogurt every day. Why not? The only caveat is some of these synthetic fibers are not digested well in certain individuals. So let's say you're eating a yogurt. Um, It might have inulin added to it. It might have chicory root fiber. And some of these these added fibers can cause some GI distress. So bloating, cramping, a lot of gassiness. So you do have to kind of test and see how your body responds. Not everybody responds favorably. But if you're struggling to get enough fiber in your diet, I think some of these products are great because they help people get to their number versus maybe taking a supplement. So I say go for it if you can handle it. All right. The only disclaimer I'll put out there is please do not sacrifice fiber for sugar. I hope I said that right. I hope it wasn't the other way around. Not sacrifice sugar for fiber. Anyway, (laughs) when you have a product with a lot of fiber in it, it tends to taste like cardboard. And so what manufacturers will do is they will dump a ton of sugar into the product to make it taste better. So now you may have a product with 15 grams of fiber, but you also have something with 25 grams of sugar. I'd rather you eat something with four grams of fiber and three grams of sugar than try to get a ton of fiber and bring sugar along for the ride. It's just not that. We're kind of discounting the health benefits at that point. Okay, so whenever you look at fiber on a nutrition label, do take a quick sneak peek at the added sugars just to see if the product is bringing in more sugar than what you would prefer. 
A great example of this is, I go back to Kashi cereal. So if you are over the age of 40, you remember when Kashi cereal first came out. And Kashi cereal was supposed to be the best thing ever in terms of fiber and a healthy start to your day. And we all bought a box. And we poured that bowl of cereal and we had such high hopes and we stuck that spoon in our mouth and we started to chew and we realized it started to form a cement in our mouth. All that fiber started to solidify and thicken and it was rough. You had to cancel your plans that day because you weren't finishing that bowl of cereal in five minutes. And it tasted terribly. Everybody bought one box. Nobody bought a second because it was not good. It did not matter how much fiber was in it and how healthy it was. It tasted horrible. And so in response, Kashi came out with another cereal a couple months later called Kashi Golene Crunch that had honey clusters, honey oat clusters in it. And it made the Kashi cereal so much more tolerable, but it also had a lot of sugar in it. But finally, we could eat our Kashi cereal and feel good about ourselves, but we forgot to look at sugar. We sacrificed one for the other. So just a word of caution when you're looking at high fiber products, please take a look at sugar to make sure that that's not also been jacked up. All right. So how do we add more fiber into our day? Well, first of all, I need to put a word of caution out. Before you just start ramping up fiber in your diet, you do want to have a conversation with a health professional. So whether that's your, your primary care physician, um, your dietitian, if you're not seeing a dietitian, you should be. Go to bodymetricshealth.com. Go sign up to speak to somebody. Uh, but make sure you're talking to somebody who is looking at your overall health before you just start jacking up your fiber. There are certain um, medical conditions that may be counterproductive to add your a lot of fiber. Things like Crohn's disease, colitis, colon cancer, some diverticulitis, especially if you're in a flare. There are some cases where you do not want to be increasing your fiber. Gastroparesis is another medical condition. So um, again, this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. How about that for my legal part of it? <laughs> so um, yeah, you just want to make sure you're being smart before you just start finding all the fiber and adding it to your diet. If you find that you're cleared and you're okay to increase your fiber, uh, first thing you want to do though is find your baseline. This is step one. How you do that is you're going to journal your intake for two days and then you're going to average out the amount of fiber that you consumed. So let's say you add up all your fiber on day one and you find that you're eating 10 grams of fiber. And then on day two, you're eating 16 grams of fiber. All right. So let's say we cut the middle. Let's say the average is about 13 grams of fiber. Okay, 13 is your baseline. Now that we know your baseline, now we're going to increase your fiber roughly three to four grams every three to four days. We don't want to just all of a sudden dump a ton of fiber into your diet. If your body's not used to it, it will not go well. You will, you will have a lot of pain and gas and discomfort, and there's no reason to make yourself miserable increasing fiber. Okay, so we're only going to increase a couple grams every so often until we get to the goal. We're also going to make sure we're increasing our water 
because the worst thing you can do is add a bunch of fiber into your diet and not drink water. You will be constipated. You will be uncomfortable. And then step four, which is my favorite step, is you're going to start looking at your poop. You're going to look at its shape and its size for feedback on how you're doing. If you are increasing your fiber, but you still notice that your poop looks constipated, meaning it's little round balls and they're hard and pellets, then usually that's an indication you're not drinking enough water and you need to add more. For some people, um, if they're not tolerating fiber, they may notice that their stool gets really loose and we may need to back up until their stool is formed again. So you're going to use your stool as feedback to see what works best for your body. Okay? Um, so let's talk a little bit about supplements because I get this question a lot. What if I can't get the recommended amount in my diet? I try really hard. I'm just really struggling. Can I take a supplement? And the answer is sure. Yeah. I mean, ideally, we want to get it through your diet because when you eat foods with fiber, you're also getting other nutrients that your body needs. But if you're falling short, you can take a supplement. There's several commercial brands out there like Benefiber, Metamucil, Citrusil. Honestly, there's no evidence that one is better than another. Sometimes you need to check them all out, see which works best for you. Most fiber supplements, they'll come in either powder form, capsules, or gummies. Uh, just again, word of caution, make sure you're looking at the sugar content because, again, you don't want to trade one for the other. So try to find a fiber supplement without any added sugars. It's also important to consider that some fiber supplements can interfere with medications. So things like anti-seizure drugs, bile acid sequestrants, some diabetes medications, and some antidepressants. So a good rule of thumb is to always make sure that you avoid taking fiber with medications. And again, you want to talk to a health professional just to make sure that it's not contraindicated for you to start a supplement if you're on any one of these medications. Also to note, you know, when you start adding fiber to your diet, maybe in supplement form, you may experience some cramping or gas pains um, or just gas in general. So you always want to start at the lower dose first and maybe ramp up your servings uh, as you go based off of what your needs are. Another thing to consider is cost. So again, it might be more cost effective to get it through food. Um, especially when we start talking about the foods that are the highest in fiber, that might be your best bet, but just know it is something to consider. Typically, the common fibers found in supplements are things like acacia gum, calcium polycarbophil, ground flaxseed, inulin, methylcellulose, psyllium, and wheat dextrin. I think Benefiber is made from wheat dextrin. Um, Metamucil, I believe, is from psyllium. Metamucil is really designed to help soften your stool and add bulk. All right. Um, so if you are, maybe your stool is looser, this can help. Uh, basically, it undergoes fermentation in the gut, which is a good thing because that's the type of fiber that feeds the good, healthy bacteria. Uh, but it can cause some gas. 
Uh, some people find it helpful to treat IBS constipation. Uh, citrusyl can also help with constipation, but sometimes uh, does well for people with more loose stools and diarrhea. Again, that one softens the stool. And um, that one, I believe, is made out of methyl cellulose. So again, different forms of fiber affect people differently. So you may need to try uh, different versions to see which one works best for you. All right. But again, there's no evidence that one is better than another. And um, it's a personal decision. You'll have to try them. All right. Another question I get often is, can I get too much fiber? And is that bad? And so the answer to those questions are yes and maybe. <laughs> so can I get too much fiber? You can. You can, you can get too much fiber. And, or can you eat too much fiber? You can eat a lot. And the only way it would be a bad thing is if it's uncomfortable for you. I believe I read some, uh, some studies said they calculate our ancestors. So when I say ancestors, I want you to think the ancestors that fought saber-toothed tigers. Um, they estimate that our ancestors ate between 50 and 100 grams of fiber a day. But again, they didn't have highly processed foods. So everything they ate came right out of the ground. So of course it would be higher fiber. Now we're lucky if we can get 10 to 15 grams a day just because of the availability and accessibility of processed foods. So we're not used to eating 75 grams of fiber a day. We would probably be doubled over and in a lot of pain if we tried. But can you eat 75 grams of fiber a day? Sure. You can go for it. I would make sure you're drinking plenty of water if you were doing it. And I would also make sure I didn't start at 75. I would probably take my time and ramp up to that. But yeah, you absolutely can eat more fiber than the recommended goals. You just want to make sure you're drinking enough water and your gut can handle it. And that's pretty much it. You know, it's not a bad thing. You know, again, carbohydrates are not bad they offer a lot of nutritional value. So let's choose the carbohydrates that give us the most and help us feel our best. So I want to give you a couple tricks to getting more fiber in your diet. Because it's like, all right, I know which foods I should be eating, but I'm still struggling. What are some of your tips? Here they are. I got six of them. Number one, you can add oats or avocado to your smoothies. I probably wouldn't do both because it would thicken your smoothies up to the point of turning it into sludge. But I would choose one or the other. You don't taste it. It thickens it up, but it does add a lot of fiber. So you could start with adding one of those ingredients to your smoothies. Uh, you could also stir ground flaxseed or chia seeds into your oatmeal or your yogurt. Or you could put them in your smoothie too. Uh, but that's usually another ingredient. Again, it's not going to have a, a big flavor profile, but it just adds more fiber to your diet. I tend to add a tablespoon of each when I'm doing cottage cheese and fruit. Sometimes I do that for a lunch when I need something really quick and easy. And instead of granola, I'll just add a tablespoon of flaxseed and a tablespoon of chia seed. And it's a great way for me to just get a little bit extra. Number three, I want you to become friends with blackberries, raspberries, pears, potato skins, quinoa, and edamame. These are some of the highest fiber foods that you can find. 
uh, pears. I know it's kind of like that unsung hero. Like I usually hear of eat an apple a day. Well, throw in a pear every once in a while. It's really, really high in fiber. Strawberries and blueberries do have fiber, but they just don't have as much as blackberries and raspberries. So if you don't have a preference, maybe go more towards the blackberry raspberries. Uh, potatoes are great as long as you're eating the skin. Sweet potatoes, regular potatoes, make sure you're including them. Quinoa, great source of fiber. Edamame, another fantastic source of fiber. Number five, add beans to pasta dishes and soups. Beans are probably one of the highest fiber foods there is, probably about seven to nine grams per half a cup. That's a considerable amount of fiber. I once had a, the cutest couple come into my office. They were older and they were trying to increase their fiber and they're like, what should we do? And I said, well, can you add more beans to your diet? And they're like, sure, no problem. And I saw them for a follow-up and I was asking them what they ate throughout the day and for lunch, they would eat a can of beans. It's like a whole can? Well, they're like, well, we split it. We alternate between black beans, white beans, pinto beans, great northern beans, cannellini beans. I'm like, really? They're like, yeah, well, you said eat more beans. I was like, nobody has ever taken me up on that before to the point where they split a can of beans for lunch. But heck, why not? It's such a great way to increase fiber. Um, I did not grow up eating a lot of beans. And I'm not talking about green beans. I'm talking more about the legumes, the beans I just listed out for you. Um, I know, I don't know, my parents just didn't really make them. I had lima beans growing up. That was one we did. But the other beans, not so much. I remember my mom would put kidney beans and chili, but my brother and I didn't really like it. So she would take them out for us and then I think put them in for her and my dad. Um, that was really my only exposure to beans growing up. Now I try to throw them in everything. I will put them in pasta dishes. I will put them in my soups. I will put them in my tacos. I just, if there is a will, there is a way. I even put them in chocolate cake. I have a garbanzo chocolate cake recipe that's really fudgy. You would never, ever know that there's beans in it. And there's no flour, so it's a gluten-free cake. Uh, so I have... I try to find opportunities to put beans in because they're just such a great source of fiber and protein uh, and soups too. You can usually throw them in pretty much anything. They don't have a strong flavor. They just add nutritional value. Finally, number six, you can make a fortified peanut butter. Yeah, you probably have heard me talk about this recipe before, but I call it my adult peanut butter. I take a jar of full peanut butter, scoop out about a quarter cup, put it to the side, somebody else will eat it. And in its place, I add a tablespoon each of chia seed, ground flaxseed, hemp hearts, and pumpkin seeds. And I stir all those seeds into my peanut butter. And then I use that jar of peanut butter like I would a regular jar of peanut butter. If I'm making peanut butter toast, uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, if I'm adding peanut butter to my yogurt or cottage cheese, um, it's just now become a crunchy, chunky peanut butter that I have made that has more protein, more fiber, uh, and more omega-3 in it. So uh, it's just a fortified peanut butter. Uh, you can buy, I've seen, peanut butter with flaxseed and chia seed at the grocery store, but it's just, it's too easy to make yourself that it's not worth spending the extra couple dollars on it. All right, so I think we did it. We talked all about how to get more 
fiber into your diet. We talked about what it is, where to find it, how much you need. So your goal this week is to follow those four steps. Find your baseline, start to increase, make sure you're drinking your water, and monitor your stool for feedback. All right? You guys can do this. I believe in you. Uh, and I can't wait to hear how it's working out for you. All right, so let's talk about your recipe of the week. It is a sweet potato, black bean, and ranch rice bowl. It's going to serve four people, and each serving has 14 grams of fiber. For this recipe, you're going to need a cup of rice, two cups of sweet potato, uh, about medium size, peeled and chopped, um, actually, no, we're not peeling our sweet potatoes. We want the fiber. So forget I said that. Uh, we need two medium red bell peppers sliced, two tablespoons of olive oil, a quarter cup of cilantro chopped, one lime juiced, two cups of corn, two cups of black beans rinsed and drained. If you're using the cans or if you're going to cook them. Uh, that's fine too. And then a half a cup of ranch dressing of your choice. First things first, you're going to preheat your oven to 425 degrees and go ahead and line a baking sheet with parchment paper for easy cleanup. Next, you're going to cook your rice according to the package directions. Next, add your sweet potatoes and peppers to the sheet pan. Drizzle a little bit of the olive oil on top, maybe season with salt and pepper, and bake for 20 to 25 minutes or until they're soft. Once that rice is finished, you're going to mix in the cilantro and the lime juice. And once everything is fully cooked, you're going to assemble the rice, the sweet potatoes and peppers, corn, and black beans into a bowl. If you want, you can top with extra cilantro and your ranch dressing. And there you have a healthy, fiber-packed, tasty lunch or dinner idea. Or I guess you could even eat it for breakfast if you wanted. All right, guys, that's what I got for you this week. Go forth, eat fiber, drink water, have an amazing week, and I'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricshealth.com. You can also find us on socials. We're on Instagram and Facebook at bodymetricshealth. The book Nourish, Eat, Repeat is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.